Hi, Greg Perry, the Historic Preservationist. Welcome to episode 436. Continuing on with our American and British tall case clock movements. Uh, This is part three. So uh, this episode, we're going to talk about the train and its parts. As with the rack strike, there are many variations in the count wheel striking mechanism. So it has one less wheel than the rack strike train that we looked at earlier. The hammer lifting pins are mounted in the great wheel. In this clock, the lifting pin is on the cannon wheel. Sometimes there is even a minute wheel. If this is the case, the lifting pin would be on the minute wheel. Early, single-handed 30-hour long case clocks used just one wheel which turned once every 24 hours with 12 pins. The hoop wheel is used to lock the train. And I will look at that in more detail shortly. It has a hoop or ring of brass set a little way in from its perimeter. And the hoop has a break or notch in it. You can see this more clearly as we move along and talk about the flow of the, uh, of the train system. So, we're going to start by, uh, or let me, let me reiterate here. Above the hoop wheel, there is a warning wheel and the fly, both of which work just like their counterparts in the rack strike. So, the form or the part of the train in this clock, it is at the back of the movement, and it would be con- concealed by all other components, typically, as far as being able to reach it. The count wheel turns very slowly when the strike train is running. Sometimes the notches in the count wheel are sloped in on the leading edge to help lift the counting detent. There is a wider space for one o'clock as the counting detent is just lifted and then falls after the strike. So what I want to do now is I want to... um, talk about the important stages of the count wheel operation. Number one, when the train is locked. Number two, at warning. Number three, as if it is striking. And number four, at the end of striking. So let's talk about when the count wheel (coughs) train is locked. The lifter is free of the cannon wheel lifting pin and resting in its lowest position. Number two, the hammer tail is free of the next pin on the great wheel. Next, the counting detent is resting in one of the notches on the count wheel, allowing the locking detent to adopt its next position in the path of the hoop. Next, the edge of the hoop is locked on the locking face of the locking detent. The train is stopped from running. So let's talk about warning with the count wheel system, typically the 30-hour system. The cannon wheel pin engages with the lifter, moving the warning detent into the path of the warning pin. The lifter raises the lifting piece and, with it, the locking detent. 
They are lifted upwards until the end of the hoop no longer bears on the locking face of the locking detent. The notch in the hoop is now clear of the locking detent tail. The train runs briefly until the warning pin engages with the warning detent, bringing it about <coughs> excuse me, bringing it to a halt again, about half to three quarters of a turn around. So when the train runs, the edge of the hoop runs along the ramp of the locking detent. This raises the locking detent still further and lifts the counting detent clear of the count wheel perimeter. The hammered tail is still free from the next pin on the great wheel. So let's talk about the strike release. On the hour, the lifting piece falls from the minute wheel lifting pin dropping the warning detent clear of the warning pin and allowing the train to run. The locking detent rests on the outer surface of the hoop. Let's continue with talking about count wheel strike running. As the train runs, the lifting pins on the great wheel operate and release the hammer, sounding the bell. For each strike, the hoop wheel completes one turn and the count wheel completes 1 78th of a turn. So the cannon wheel continues, but the lifting pin has no part to play until the time approaches the next hour. As the train runs, the hammer tail is lifted by each pin on the great wheel. The counting detent is not in line with the notch of the count wheel, thus, preventing the locking detent from moving into the path of the hoop wheel. Let's talk about when the strike finishes with the count wheel system. When necessary, the number of strikes have sounded, 12 in the case of, of this typical count wheel we're talking about now, and the count wheel has moved round far enough for the next notch to align with the counting detent. The count the cannon wheel pinion continues, but the lifting pin has no part to play until the time approaches the next hour. The hammer tail has been released by the lifting pin on the great wheel. Next, the counting detent is in line with the notch on the count wheel and is about to drop onto it. Next. The locking detent is about to drop into the path of the hoop on the hoop wheel. And last, when the leading edge of the hoop strikes the locking face of the locking detent, the train comes to an immediate halt. The strike mechanism will be in its rest position again. So when this locking detent falls into the path of the hoop on the hoop wheel, the striking train will lock when the leading edge of the hoop touches the end of the locking detent. The count wheel will have moved one position, in this instance from 12 to 1, so when the lifting pin on the cannon wheel reaches the lifter again, the cycle of events for striking for the next hour will commence and repeat. So let's, let's talk about physical layout. Um, uh, so in particular, the count wheel is mounted on the back of the plate of the clock. 
There are many variations of count wheel striking clocks. Um, and this is typical of a clock where the lifter is raised by a lifting pin on the minute wheel instead of on the cannon wheel pinion. The lifting piece and warning detent are between the plates. The projection on the arbor for the lifter and warning detent is used to set the number of hammer strikes to the time. With the, <clears throat> with the clock, where the lifting pin is on the cannon pinion, the lifter and lifting piece are in front and on the front plate, and the warning detent or stop piece fits through a slot in the front of the plate to engage the pin on the warning wheel. Gearing <clears throat> for the count wheel. An hour strike clock strikes 78 times over a 12-hour period. The count wheel rotates once in 12 hours. So it rotates 1 78th of a turn for each strike. The distance between the notches in the count wheel are in multiples of 1 78th of the perimeter. For the 3 o'clock strike, the notches are 3 78ths of a turn apart. For 4 o'clock, they are 4 78ths of a turn apart, and so on. So the great wheel to count wheel. The great wheel gives 13 strikes per rotation. It has 13 hammer lifting pins, so one rotation of the great wheel will cause the count wheel to rotate 13 78ths of a turn which is one-sixth of a turn for that wheel, or a six-to-one reduction ratio. The count wheel is driven by a small pinion fitted onto a small square on the end of the great wheel arbor. The eight-leaf pinion drives the 48-tooth wheel riveted to the underside of the count wheel. This gives the required six-to-one reduction ratio. So the great wheel to hoop wheel. So you know that the hoop wheel rotates once per strike, as there are 13 strikes per rotation of the great wheel. The turns ratio from the great wheel to the hoop wheel is 1 to 13. So in the clock we're talking about, 78 teeth are provided on the great wheel and 6 leaves on the hoop, arbor pinion, giving the necessary 1 to 13 ratio. So let's continue on and basically finish up talking about what is a passing strike. Some clocks sound a single strike on the hour. It is simple to implement and it does not require a separate strike train. The minute wheel in the motion work is fitted with a lifting pin which operates directly onto the hammer tail. Some clocks use a slightly different arrangement. A cam is lifted and fitted to the cannon wheel pipe, and the hammer tail is lifted gradually by the can before dropping off suddenly at the hour. Occasionally, clocks that strike the hour in the normal way, for example, count wheel or rack wheel striking clocks, will be found with a passing strike mechanism, which strikes on the half hour. The passing strike mechanism operates independently of it is entirely separate.